put it all on seven. Lady Luck, they call her Lady Luck, blowing them down. When she kisses me, I'm in heaven. Snake eyes. Snake eyes? Snake eyes? Hello, and welcome back to the uh, Weekend Spread presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me, we got Ty, we got Jameson, we got Blake. And uh, look, I'm just going to get right to the chase here, Blake. Uh, so we're it's championship week, making our picks, and uh, a, a very, notice, a, a very notable, noticeable absence uh, in the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma obviously didn't make it. So... Um, this is something I'm sure you've been you've been waiting on to, waiting to dance on OU's grave fully all season long. Uh, so I'm just gonna let you go. Go for it, man. Yep. So the shield, <laughs> you can't beat the shield. Okay, you come at the shield and you're gonna get the hateful eight. And as we've seen this season, the hateful eight put put a doozy on Oklahoma. We finally got two losses, two losses from the shield. That's all we needed to knock y'all out. It was perfect. This is the perfect ending to things, and I started it. Of course, I cold-taked myself by taking out the OU National Championship future, saying it's their year to only culminate to this. A nice Alamo Bowl appearance under interim coach Bob Stoops. That feels great. It feels, as Red Skull said it in Avengers Endgame, a soul for a soul. Y'all almost took down our conference. We took out y'all's coach. That's how it, that's how it goes, and I feel great. This has been the best week. This has just been the best week. So you know we're, what? We're, we're quoting fictional Nazis now? Yes, soul for a soul. And we got your soul this week. Boy, <laughs> soul is mine. <laughs> I don't get the uh, reference. Uh, I don't know. Blake, Blake probably also has like an animal husbandry degree from uh, OSU to complete. Yeah, Blake you know. has a degree from every Big 12 institution. <laughs> There you go. That's uh, my goal now. That's my goal. I guess so. So, <laughs> as far as we can spread business the is same concerned, degree, <laughs> I have a law degree from every Big Twelve institution. Together, we form a mighty shield of paper. Um, the interest, the most interesting one would be definitely going to BYU and trying to get a degree. <laughs> that would we could start maybe our own podcast series about that. Well, because then oh, you have be three degrees and three wives. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's oh, good. Lord. Oh no! I mm. future Big Twelve. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. No, no Mormon jokes on this pod. Um. Anyways, that wasn't so, a man joke. That was a. I oh, said Mormon. Mormon. Oh, okay. I thought you said okay. more men. No. Okay. Fine. Look, no, no, no. we can spread business. Uh, in case y'all didn't. Motionless sure, suspend the weekend spread rules. I, I'm sure y'all have. I'm sure y'all have been obviously been tracking the uh, records as all of our listeners do. We tied again at three and five, so we're going into the final week of the season completely tied. Uh, winner take all, basically. It, it, it's intense because really, there's no no one wins anything. Nobody gets any money. Uh, all we have is a punishment for the last place. Uh, uh, participant and Jameson, what what happens to the last place uh, participant? This has been something I have been wanting to do for a while for a punishment. I think this will be very entertaining. Uh, it is not excruciating punishment as listening to eighteen hours of TC's fight song or Boomer sooner, um, but 
This is inspired by the great Joey Chestnut. Um, and for a solid week, you can choose Wait. choose your week. Um, what, what tie? Why does Jameson get? I'm the defending champion. Why does Jameson get to decide? We all, well, we all decide. agreed on it. We, we agreed. all agreed. And okay, agreed. that's fine. That's rules, fair. The but the listeners definitely... don't know that, so I'm stirring the pot. Okay, okay, okay. There yes. you go. Okay. Uh, weird flex. So when um, Ty loses, he, he tries to make a legal claim to it. I want, I want a reason to – well, let Jameson explain this first. Try to yes. dodge the dog. So, so, yes, talking about dogs um, – and I gave you a little bit of Joey Chestnut. The loser will have to eat a hot dog as fast as they can every day for a week. And on the last day, we call it Double Dog Sunday. And you have to eat two dogs as fast as you can. And I'm really curious to the loser to see if they get better in their ability to guzzle down a nice dog. If they get better form, you know, better methodology, you know, dump the bun in some water. Um, but we were having a little bit of argument before the pod about how to easily create a hot dog. And it was the microwave and boiling. But here's the thing with boiling, and I wanted to say this. You want a soggy dog already, and um, I'm going to be dipping my bun in water to begin with, so I don't care how soggy it is. I'll put it in some boiling water. I'm going to be dipping every single bun into that big old glass of water I can if I lose. So so the soggy dog, like having boiling it, it, it'll just make it a little smoother. You don't have you have to deal with the crunch. You just throw that thing back there. You you, you can dry it off, obviously, if you wanted to, but it, you know it, it, it. You don't you don't have to deal with that same you know crispy texture you'd get if you grilled or fried it. No, the... okay. So the argument that we were having before was microwaving versus boiling, right? Microwaving yes. a hot dog appropriately does not make it crispy in any way, and it's like it's high processed like cheap meat it's not there's no flavor difference between boiling and microwaving right like a, oh and like, it would it would I'm, suck I'm, all I'm, those nice juices out of it no, that'd be a dry it. dog you just, you just put a paper towel over it there's a difference there is yes, no just... there's okay well do you guys eat beef or pork that's the thing though both I, what do you mean both yeah. what, both do you get hot dogs that are a mix of I yes. guess because like yes. if I buy my That's not for myself thing. of getting Those beef and then pork or whatever pork remnants so is that I'm a baseball game like, or a football it is game? A I'll hot eat dog. That. It does not matter if you microwave it or if you boil it, right? So I've lived in the north. Every podcast we delve we delve into this fact that I've lived like all over the U.S. <laughs> brats. If we're talking brats, then yeah, it's a different game, right? The, no, do not, the, eat, do, do not eat. Do not eat the brat. brat. <laughs> you will choke and die. First off, first off, I I have a medical condition. I have a. An abnormally small esophagus. Oh no! Uh, oh, I don't know no. if I can see that. <laughs> oh, no, you you actually can't. No, no, that's no, bad. No. I will have to cut that out. You cannot say that now. There's a video. There's a video. <laughs> please, yeah, Bobby, no, no, don't no, screw no. this up, and please cut. We're going. We're going into our last episode. One of our seven oh eight seven. Well, okay, we also so, are, so. we are also live on YouTube right now. So that's fine. There's no one watching. <laughs> Michael Whitman's going to be so disappointed when he gets yeah, to this. God, Ty, man. Okay, keep going. We'll just keep okay. Going. We'll just. But also, if we're going to bring in uh, competitive eaters, I think we need to do a little tribute also to my man Badlands in his recent mm-hmm. move to chugging. 
I think yes. maybe a two-liter chug of orange soda might be. No, we're not going to do the lemonade. Okay, so I don't even think we made it clear. So I think the the rule or the 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 law that we're all about to vote on and agree on. And now that we're eight minutes into the podcast, somehow and, um, and fourteen weeks into the season, yeah, is that is that every single day for a week, someone has to eat a hot dog Joey Chestnut style. Yes. So, just before I pass the torch on to everyone it. else, uh, in my I'm not apologize. Well, in my apology video for being canceled, I guess that's what we're doing now. Um, I'm committing. If I have to do it, I will go to Diamond Dogs every single day for a week and do this. And so, you're gonna eat it. Slo- uh, eat a Diamond Dog sloppy. Well, I'm not gonna in, lose because we don't have a wild card this week, so I'm not gonna lose. And I'm I would champion, really, really but, uh, enjoy seeing give me an a excuse. video of you. Give me an excuse in. to go to Diamond Dogs every single day this week or next. Will you, week if you do week. go to Diamond Dogs, will you get one of those like big specialty dogs and try to do one of those one of the days? <laughs> I'll do not a just a regular dog. I'll do a but... corn dog one day. And I'll just try to. <laughs> <laughs> Ty, I, I, want, I want to see, see some nice, you know, like progression. Though, like, I want to see how fast you can get and see if you can get any better. I don't want you to choke, Ty. I, I know there's. I'll start with a basic. I'll start with a basic one first. Okay. Do do what you feel confident in, Ty. Fuck, if you fuck, what I'm love, saying, it's gonna have a little bit I'm more saying, moisture. It's gonna slide down your gullet quicker. You have to go as fast as possible. <laughs> what I'm saying, <laughs> you have to go, you have to go as, gonna be dry. You have to go as fast as possible. Just, what I'm saying is that it just means more, right? Like a of diamond course. dog's dog is two normal grocery bought hot dogs which I know that the rest of my co-hosts are going to commit to like grocery bot, Oscar Mayer, no free sponsorships. Like Bar S. Shout out Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bar S. I just, I, blo- I botched it. Well, I, know, I botched it. I, 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 probably go, certain, I probably go Nathan's. I know a certain member is going to go to uh, Uptown Grocery, known creator of food deserts uh, in <laughs> oh, OKC. God. Oh, God. No. Oh, dude. No. <laughs> Oh no! Okay, look, it's been ten allegedly, minutes. And we, allegedly, it's been ten minutes, and we're we only talked about hot dogs. <laughs> Zach Schwab hit me up. Okay, what? Okay, and also, what about what happens if there is a possible tie at the end of this? Another tie. We all Should gotta. We, we all uh, gotta go quizzes. No, okay. no tiebreaker. No. If there's a tie, <laughs> everyone loses. If, you, if you're tied at the bottom, you've screwed up. Yeah. Look, no, if there's we, a tie, we are fifty six. We, we are fifty six and sixty one. You're just the least. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, if you're tied, you're stuck on the on the weekly dogs. Honestly, <laughs> I don't want to commit to this, but the rule should be that everyone below five hundred has to take the punishment. Okay, let no, let's actually, actually have no, a no, no, yeah, no, no. If you're below no. five hundred, you have not won anything. We we won being better than you, the other jokers on this. But look, here's what we should do: if there are two people tied, then we we time it obviously, and whoever is the slower of the two has to eat four dogs. They get the other double dog of the uh, double dog Sunday. So it's it's Too a quad, it's a quad dog Sunday. No, everyone eats dogs. Okay, for what about four way tie? Is that mean somebody's getting sixteen dogs? Okay, good point. That doesn't work. So we'll just keep with the dog system and let's actually talk about some college football games. Uh, but we so, don't. We have not established a tie. So somebody. So a, a tie, then you just you're stuck with the dogs. You screwed up. You should have been better. Okay. Then yeah, everyone. No, if there's a tie, you deserve to also face the punishment. We we are destined for a four way tie. 
this. <laughs> this is, this is going to be great. This is hilarious because we're all going to go and then we're all going to just match each other the entire way because there's no wild card. And then at the end, we're all going to be like, well, we all won. So there's no punishment. There you go. If we all won, then there's no punishment. Actually, no, that, that means nope. we just all, that means we yeah, all lost. Then we all lose. Yep. Then we all lost. There has, <laughs> there has to be one true champ. Uh-oh, no. Yeah, so that's true. So we need a championship game. Wait, no. Here's no. The thing. No, 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 no. I think if there's a tie, listen, listen to me. I'm trying to be honest. If there's a tie, Army-Navy. Yeah. No. No. Like I like because I don't. No, I you like have to pick. The... You have to pick the exact score, and then just whoever's closest mm. wins it. No, oh, I, I don't. I, I like, like it. I like, I like that. Okay, whatever. I I like. There's a potential. You guys for all four fun. of us doing this. Like, yeah. I, I like the potential of all four of us. Doing all four this. of us doing it because we're all horrible at picking is the way this should end. So let's move on. Let's start this thing off right. Friday night. It's the Pac-12 championship. Oregon in Utah in Las Vegas for the first time. Uh, Utah, the Utes, favored by three in this matchup. Uh, all lines provided by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code TPN to get started. So, talking about our order here, by the way, I did that. I, I didn't. I didn't delete the, the randomize. So we're gonna start off. Jameson is our uh, starter here because of <laughs> because of course. Then Blake. Then me. Then Ty. So. Uh, yeah, Jameson, kick us off here. Do you like Utah or do you like Oregon? Uh, I can't pick Oregon again. I was burned too bad in the past. Uh, it seems like Utah had their juice. You know, when you play a team twice, uh, it's one thing if it's a close game. I can see, you know, the result flipping and, you know, Oregon having a chance if they kept it close. But Oregon had no shot in that game. They were not even in the same conversation. And um, maybe there was a little bit of, you know, some yeah, – uh-oh. What happened here? I just read, I just read Ty's comment. <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, oh no! Well, I, didn't, I didn't want to get oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, Jameson, keep we going. We couldn't put that on Streamyard, but I know some websites where we could put that. No, oh god, oh god. Just Jameson, keep going. Give me, give me Utah because I can't do it again. It's as simple as that. Fair, fair enough. Blake, who do you got? <laughs> It's more than how unexpected it was, but okay, this week's going to suck because we're picking a lot of rematches, so you're going to feel like an idiot either way if you lose. If you pick the team that won the last time and they lose, it's because if one game, playing one game together, they're going to learn some new things. You're going to feel an idiot like that, but if they routed them the first time and they come out and routed them the second time, you're going to feel like an idiot because obviously that other team was bad, but I'm backing with Jameson here. Give me Utah. I think... Uh, Mario Cristobal and Joe Moorhead right now have been linked to other jobs, whether it be a possible OU job, maybe a possible Miami job for Cristobal. And then Joe Moorhead is supposedly going to be the next head coach of Akron, uh, Maxion program. And so uh, I just think they kind of have their minds elsewhere. I think Anthony Brown is a super limited quarterback. Really what Utah did last time was they just – basically stopped the run. They held them to like 63 rush yards and that completely shut down Oregon. It seems like the blueprint's pretty easy on how to keep it at least close. So give me Utah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with both of y'all here. I, I think what Utah showed in that first game was just pure dominance. And 
frankly, I don't know if there's enough time for Oregon to have turned it around and figured out a proper game plan to stop Utah. Uh, and honestly, to even score points, uh, that offense looked completely bamboozled. The only thing they've done since then is blow out a, a spooky beaver team at home, uh, who is shown to be you know very vulnerable at times. So I'm going to go with uh, the Utes here to cover the three points. Uh, I, I could see this is going to be a better game than the first one, but I, I still like Utah in this one, uh, sending Oregon straight to the Alamo Bowl against Oklahoma. So, uh, Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I concur with Bobby. Playing a team twice, especially with a, a short turnaround in college football, is rough. But had we seen a very close game, maybe I'd be kind of apprehensive. But like you guys said, Mario Cristobal, an amazing coach. Oregon's an amazing program. I, I've been a big proponent of, of Oregon for a long time. Um, but you got to consider the fact that he's probably getting calls from OU. He's probably getting calls from Notre Dame. And, and who knows who else right now? Um, so there's definitely a lot going on. Utah dominated the first time. Um, I think Utah minus three. I, I agree with Bobby. I think it'll be a closer game. But give me the Utes uh, minus three here to uh, continue their their uh, excellent performance uh, for them, for sure. It's a sweep for the Utes. Moving on, we got the Big 12 championship game. Baylor and Oklahoma State, uh, the Cowboys in their first Big 12 championship appearance, Baylor in their second. Um, Ty, you, as mentioned in the Schooner pod uh, this week, did not get to see Oklahoma State uh, beat OU. So uh, you missed, missed Bedlam. Um but uh, what, what do you think about this game? Do you think OSU uh, wins, gets their moment, gets into the playoff, or do you think the moment's too much for them? Yeah, so while I did miss uh, Bedlam, I did watch a fair amount of Oklahoma State games uh, this year. Probably not as many as known OSU sleeper agent Bobby. Uh, but I, I have been pretty high on, on the Cowboys this year. Um, actually, I'm not sure if my record backs – that up in terms of picking the lines, but the Cowboys have been a really solid team this year. They are firmly, in my opinion, the best team in the big 12, um, five, we're getting close. I would have loved a tree fitty, but I am comfortable with five here for this Oklahoma state team. Um, especially against, against Baylor. I, Mike Gundy is a really good coach. You know, I, I, I don't think anyone can, can dispute that he's committed to his team and he gets his guys to play for big games. And this is a team, this is an Oklahoma State team that believes in itself. I know this is a Baylor team that believes in itself too. I had a blast in the Big 12, and here they are in the championship game with a win against OU. So props to Baylor, but give me the Cowboys here. Brightest Orange in America, playing in Dallas. Um, Give me Oklahoma State minus five. Yeah, if you thought this was like a, you know, like a guns down situation, it's actually just Waluigi's logo. Shout out weird, uh, weird younger brothers. OSU here, I, I like OSU minus five a lot. Um, less because of them, kind of more because of Baylor. Oh, we already saw the Pokes handle Baylor pretty handily uh, earlier this season. Uh, and with Gary Bohannon out for this game, I, I just I don't see OSU, you know, dropping this and, uh, you know, letting this one be a loss. Um, there's just too much ahead of them. I, I think if they win, they're basically in the playoff uh, because I, I do not – I don't like Alabama much, um, and I, I, I think we won't even have a debate there, but uh, the Pokes just just too close to, 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 get, to getting that glory. I don't think they drop it. Give me Oklahoma State minus five. Uh, I, I think it'll be a close game. Baylor's going to play with heart for sure. Dave Aranda's ex, an excellent coach, 
but you know, I, I think OSU and Gundy, like they, they're going to get this thing across the line and uh, get the win, get the cover. Like, you know who I'm going with, and Gary, like basically what you're getting right here is by taking plus five. Gary's been practicing this week. He's been suiting up, so he could go. He could go. So you're basically getting a good discount here. If he plays, plus five will look perfect because I would probably, honestly, seeing how Baylor has played over the last few weeks and seeing how they really handled, I think, was a dog going into K-State right after OU, was able to handle business there. And then obviously the OU game where I thought they honestly played a more well-rounded maybe a less drunk game than OSU. Uh, but I really like Baylor here. And even though, even if Gary doesn't play, I know Blake Shapin, supposedly he's pretty good. I haven't really gotten to watch him. I've talked to some of my Baylor friends. They said he's pretty good. He's obviously just more of a game manager type. Won't give the same dual threat ability that Gary Bohannon brings, but it would just be so big 12 that, our one chance to get in a team in the playoff that isn't OU. Once again, we just botch it and, <laughs> and knock out OSU and Notre Dame or some other weird school slips in, all because we can't seem to get out of each other's way like we did in 2014. So I just feel like that's going to be something weird that's going to happen, and I'm just going to take Baylor. No one's worse at protecting the shield than the actual oh, shield itself. Uh, remember, remember that the championship game kind of exists for Baylor, Baylor or TCU. It's a very Blake meta thing. Yeah, OSU would be done by now if it wasn't for uh, TCU and, OS, and and Baylor just mucking it up. So good job, guys. Anyways, uh, Jameson, who do you got in this? I think it's really funny because Blake's reasoning and why he's picking Baylor is almost the exact opposite of the reason I'm picking Oklahoma State. And I think Gary Bohannon, you know, practicing this week and possibly playing, I think is a positive for Oklahoma State, for a team that has a great pass rush and great linebacking front seven, for a guy who has a soft tissue hamstring injury that is fighting to come back a little bit sooner than he probably should. That is just a bad recipe for comeback. And I love Oklahoma State's defense if Gary Bohannon is the quarterback. Now, the question there is, you know, you know, Shapin has played pretty decent. Um, but is he good enough to go out and win a big game whenever he's kind of taking over the reins late? And I, Blake said also that they're, they've been looking good as of recently. That Texas Tech game is a little bit too ugly for me. And I understand that was a little quick turnaround of, you know, new, new um, maybe a look-ahead game too. Um, but I, I can't take that. I love Oklahoma State minus five here. It's probably my favorite pick on the slate. Okay, there you go. Moving on, we pick all of the championships except for the Conference USA, maybe. Uh, no, no, we're picking it. We're okay, picking it. Okay, we'll pick the Conference I gave USA. I out that pick on my the start of the, or whatever the, what do you call it, the preview show. The gambling show, I was show, talking yeah. about the conference. Yes, so okay, we're let's going. Go ahead. We... Fine, let's go ahead and do it then. <laughs> yes. Conference USA championship, it's UTSA, and uh, who are they playing again? Uh, Western Kentucky Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers Uh, So so, we're changing the order Oh lord Yes, we are (laughs) changing Surprise, Jameson You never saw this coming You never saw this coming Yeah, so so Meep Meep After a shockingly Just brutal loss I bet this one personally And I'm furious at them A brutal loss to a bad North Texas team Uh is entering this game as a one-point favorite against the Hilltoppers and their very, very amazing just red blob mascot. 
Jameson, who I'm do you got? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. The line is actually UTSA two-point dogs. Two, oh, it shifted. Okay. That is a very big difference Woo! between. No, this morning it was one point favored. I swear I saw it. What does DraftKings have it at currently? Yeah, two point DraftKings Oh, two point dogs. Yeah. Okay, Jameson, who do you got? I'm I'm gonna go with Western Kentucky um, because UTSA is really faltered at the end here. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking at trends here. And Blake, he hates North Texas, and I trust his analysis on that. And if you lose to North Texas that bad, I can't pick you. And plus, the line's shifting hard. Pick Western Kentucky. Okay, some love so, for the Hilltoppers. Blake, who do you got? Yep, so I'm backing with Jameson because I know why this line is moving, and that's because Western Kentucky is honestly a legitimately good Conference USA team, and it's just because of UTSA's record this entire year and kind of the narrative behind them that we think there's some powerhouse in the Conference USA, but Western Kentucky is a very prolific pass offense. They got this quarterback, Bailey Zapp, He's awesome. He's only had one game this year where he's thrown under 300 yards. This team just airs it out like no other. They can just put up points. And as we saw last week, if we're going to go against a UNT team, a Seth Luttrell that usually likes to spread it out, try to pass it, that's obviously a weakness for UTSA. They're horrible at defending the pass. They're 109th in the nation in yards per attempt, 98th in coverage grade. We saw it last week, and they're going up against a even more prolific offense in western kentucky i think the hilltoppers got this one which is sad because i have a utsa conference usa future but this it's they are a really good offensive team they have no defense but their offensive weapons are incredible yeah no um obviously very concerned about utsa's performance last week uh, very mad about it honestly and uh it, it shows me some warning signs honestly and um you know, when the line's like this, you, you kind of, I, I don't know. I don't like the momentum. I don't like where the, where the, where Meep, Meep's been going. Um, but you know what? I, I, I don't know. I like, it, it's a conference championship. I believe it's a home game for them. I think the Dome will be rocking. Um, I'm going to bet against the grain here. Go with, go with Meep, Meep. I'm going to oh, stick with them. I'm going to stick no. with them through there the good go. times. Stick with the bad times. I'm not like a Lincoln Riley type. I'm not. I'm not Brian Kelly. I'm going to stick with them, you know, because I, you know, they need a little love. They need a little support. They just lost to North Texas. That's pretty sad. But that being said, perfect season. All of that hype's out of the way. They can focus on winning this championship. And I think that consolation is enough to get it done. I think they figure it out. A lot of mistakes, a lot of fumbles in that North Texas game. Uh, I think they'll be more disciplined and bring home the win. So you guys, nobody mentioned this. Uh, they've played already this season. Um, the final results. It was week. Uh, it was first half of the season. It was it was week five, maybe six, depending on. Um, it was in October, early October, uh, and UTSA won fifty-two to forty-six, which is close. Um, but what fifty-two to forty-six is not is WKU minus two. Um, do I think that they're going to have the same score? Obviously not. Right. Like, like teams change, but I got to, I got to ride with, with the, uh, the sort of the ranking member. I got to, I got to sort of, uh, kiss the ring here and I got to ride with Bobby on this one. I think UTSA, do they win it? I don't know. Um, but 
Western Kentucky minus two when they've already played this season. And it wasn't, it was early in the season, but it wasn't necessarily like excusably early. It wasn't like week, like one through three or zero through three where things can be anomalies. It was around middle season. So I like UTSA here. I have no clue who's going to win. I wouldn't put any money on this, uh, but in terms of, of the schooner pod and sort of, um, determining who uh guzzles glizzies give me the uh roadrunners here as the uh as the not late not so great kendall roy once said uh tell dad meep meep i love it i love it uh let's move back to uh the mac championship game which we were talking about earlier uh the kent state golden flashes uh, against the Northern Illinois Huskies. It'll be popping at Ford Field with all 300 people uh, in there. Uh, Kent State favored by two and a half. Ty, I'll let you uh, start us off here. Uh, yeah, so uh, just like Pistol Pete, just like Mike Gundy, I got the mullet. Uh, we're shooting from the hip here. Um, I don't know anything about these teams. Northern Illinois looks like a made-up team. Uh, from a, a Disney Channel original. Uh, and I only know of Kent State because of I've already been canceled once on this pod, so we're not even going to say Don't, anything. don't, don't, uh, don't. Give me Kent State minus two and a half here. They're the favorites, and a blue and gold, much better branding than, than uh, red and black. I've never been a big red and black fan. One of the reasons I can never get on the uh, the Falcons train whenever they were good. So give me the, uh, the Kent State. I'm assuming they're the Eagles, judging by their uh, – Sort of a logo, so golden the flashes. golden flashes. I, I promise you, I'm not a- attaching myself to one of uh, Ty's Christmas tree branches here, uh, as Greg D- as Greg the Egg did to uh, the great Tom Wanskans. Uh, but I'm going with uh, Kent State here, only because OU plays them next year, and it would be nice for them to have a little momentum. Uh, you know, going into that matchup, it'd be it'd be nice, you know, like oh, the MAC champion Kent State. Uh, Golden Flashes coming to Norman. What everyone, everyone buy your tickets. Everyone would be hyped for that. Obviously, yeah. Uh, that and, and no one would be worried about this off season because they're like, guys, we have Kent State coming to town. They won the MAC. Uh, so for for the purpose of you know promotions and PR, uh, I'm going to Kent State. I'm actually Shiv because of the hair, but yeah. Oh, cl- clearly, yeah, d- definitely. Uh, anyways, um, Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so I'm world's biggest Kent State fan this weekend. I forgot I placed a wager at the beginning of the season for Kent State plus 1,200 to win the MAC, which put them around middle tier of their conference, and they are actually in this championship game. So I looked up the last game complete that they played this year a few weeks ago, complete shootout, 52-47, similar to Western Kentucky UTSA, There's over 1,300 yards in this game. It's just complete offense. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be who gets the ball last. But I just need, I need that Kent State future to hit. That would be awesome. That would be my biggest, that would be my biggest bet hit of all time. So please, 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 Kent State Golden Flashes. And I'm not hedging out of it either. I could hedge out of it, but I'm not hedging. I love it. I love it. No hedges over here. Um, Jameson, who do you like? I was looking more into this game. I was trying to learn more about the teams and, you know, maybe if they're more of a running passing style, defensive offense, it looks like there's a lot of offense. So I, and naturally, whenever you look at offensive teams, you look and see how good their quarterbacks is are. And I um, looked at the NIU Kent state game 
and I looked at the quarterback's performance, and the NIU's quarterback's name is Rocky Lombardi, and I was like, ooh, I like it. Strong name. I'm going to pick NIU, but then I clicked the tab, and I saw Kent State's quarterback. His name is Dustin Crum. He's a Hrum. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going with the Hrum and Dustin Crum of Kent State. Okay, uh, sweep for the Golden Flashes there. Moving on to the Mountain West Championship, we have Utah State uh, going on the road to San Diego State. Uh, they, they they play at the uh, Chargers old stadium, so weird, which is uh, very much in Los Angeles. Not uh, not we're not talking Qualcomm here. So yeah, it's in shreds. This game is a uh, a nice noon kickoff. Uh, feel like this should be starting at eleven a- eleven p.m. Central, but whatever. Um, <laughs> anyways, Jameson, who do you got between the Aggies and the Aztecs? Screw you, Utah State football. Go Aztecs. Okay, there you go. Blake, who do you got? Screw San Diego State football. <laughs> I'm tired of them. I'm tired of them having to be in my life every single week. I don't. They are not the legitimate champion of the Mountain West West. They aren't. They aren't. That should have been Nevada. That should have been Fresno State. A worthy adversary. But, of course, I have to have Boise State last week blow in like a 13, 14-point lead. And, and San Diego State winning by double digits. Like, this is this is ending. This is ending this week. Blake Anderson and his squad have a very pass-heavy juggernaut. San Diego State, the one game they lost this year, Fresno. Jake Hayner, very good pass offense. Logan Bonner, 32 uh, passing touchdowns this year for Utah State. They've been very sneaky good. I didn't think when I watched them early on the season they would be they would do anything. They were struggling against FCS teams, but you know what? Screw San Diego State. Screw them. Not my Mountain West West champions. Give me the Mountain West Mountain champion Utah State to win the Mountain West Championship. I personally think the Mountain West Mountain is the worst conference in the Mountain West. I prefer the Mountain West West. And not only that, but I also prefer Matter, uh, the, the, the punk god himself, Matareza of San Diego State. The guy's incredible. He's electric. He uh, just fully, fully enjoyable. Um, and that's pretty much all I know about San Diego State other than Blake's undying hatred of him. So just to go against the Crawling Man here, give me the Aztecs uh, minus six to get the win uh, at kind of home and uh, take out Utah State. Ty? Yeah. So the one thing about the Schooner Pod, I, I le- our listeners know this. I don't know if my co-hosts know this, but uh, the Schooner Pod was was once voted uh, by JD Power as having the most intelligent listeners of of any podcast oh. ever. Uh, that that was that's a, an award that we've won years running now, um, and and because our listeners are the most intelligent listeners, they know this. Uh, but I'm not going to mention anyone specifically, but. Uh, just at maybe potentially hypothetically uh, one of our, our co-hosts, uh, the Mayans and the Aztecs were different people uh, in different time frames and different locations. Uh, neither of them were in San Diego, interestingly enough. Uh, with all that being said, give me the Aztecs here. As I just said, I don't like red and black branding. I do like the blue and silver more. Don't you don't you really like those Texas Tech jerseys though? The red and black ones. I honestly one. have no clue what Texas Tech is, and I'm not allowed to say anything about Texas Tech uh, per Wikipedia, and uh, maybe a potential potent pending lawsuit. Just kidding. But uh, I, wait, I thought no it was Texas allowed. State. Yeah. No, I oh no. So uh, Texas Tech. Yeah, that is Texas State. Uh, Texas Tech. I like because the gray 
Uh, but yeah, give me. Oh the, yeah, it's the bad. Give me, give me the Aztecs here. Give me the Aztecs here over uh, Utah State. Um, Aztecs were cool people. They had uh, they had really sharp weapons made of. I forget what it was called. Okay. okay. Uh, oh, but it, was, it was made from like Mahawks. it was made from like a volcano. Okay. Rocks. Yeah, it was very sharp. It wasn't jade. Oh, we're moving knows. on. Somebody knows, but yeah. Moving on. Look, they ate people's hearts. Okay. Aztecs minus six. Let's go. Okay. Aztecs minus six. Uh, heavy, heavy picks on uh, San Diego State. Hey, that might be all of our downfalls against Blake, or it could be the thing that. Look, San Diego State could be the thing that seals Blake into the glitzy spot, which would make me... This is a big game now, uh, I must say. But, look... This is a podcast. You have to say what the game is. That's We're, ta- we're talking about uh, San Diego State, because everyone State. faded. Everyone, everyone faded Utah State. So, yes. anyways... Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's just that simple. Of course, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, like Oklahoma, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, that is T-P-P-N, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gaming problem called 1-800-GAMBLER. Moving on to the Sunbelt Championship. Look, if OU can't be in it, at least we have some App State in my weekend spread. We've got Yosef here. Favored by two and a half. Ty, kick us off. Why would OU be in the Sun Belt Championship? I was saying, like, if they can't be in the weekend spread. Oh, okay, I... okay, okay. Um, I don't really know. Again, Louisiana Raging Cajuns, uh, we'll try to post it on the social medias again. They have branding like a fast food restaurant. Uh, App State, Western North Carolina is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I've lived in North Carolina. Every podcast goes to this. Uh, give me the Appalachian State uh, Yosefs. I don't know what their actual team name is because we just always use Yosef. Mountaineers. In State. Mm-hmm. Mountaineers. Mountaineers. Give me the Mountaineers. Give me the Moonshine Men. Give me the creators of NASCAR. Give me the the Bitmore Estates. Everything about Western North Carolina could not recommend enough. Give me App State minus 250. Yeah, no, give me App State as well, obviously. I, not, not only do I love Yosef and all of his shenanigans, but uh, yeah, Louisiana just lost Billy Napier to uh, Florida, so that you know, anytime you have a coach leave, that's a, a pretty big sting right there. Mm-hmm. The, the guy pretty much made the Raging Cajuns, um, and you know, hey, last last year App State had a year off; uh, they, they had a down year. Coastal Carolina came in, won the conference, but this year they get back to winning, uh, winning the Sun Belt. 
their you know natural born place atop the Sun Belt. So give me Yosef to cover two and a half. Blake, are we sure? So Billy Napier's for sure not coaching this game, right? I mean, once you announce you're leaving, it, the effect is kind of the same, right? But it's like, but G five schools are a little bit different, you know, because you have more of like a unique tie there. I await. Oh, he might. That be didn't coaching. happen with. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm still. I'm just gonna go with what I originally thought. I'm second guessing myself. That's wrong. I'm going with App State. I liked, honestly, in a weird way. I liked the fact that the Raging Cajuns blew App State out because it might have caused like if you blow a team out, you don't know what plays are going to run against you. Really, you don't really know how to scheme against them because you were just so ahead all the time. You weren't even trying. App State kind of owns them when it comes to these games. They faced them twice, beat them both times in the championship game, and then could have played them last year and could have beaten them there. I like App State's dominance in this spot, so I can't – I got to back Yosef. But Billy Napier might be coaching next week, though, which is kind of scary. That's very scary. Yeah, no, in his goodbye letter, he, he uh, ended it by saying, we look forward to seeing you at Cajun Field this Saturday. So I take that back. Napier might actually be coaching this one. But still. I like Yosef anyway. Yep, so. he's he's for sure he's for sure coaching the game. I okay, yeah, give me Yosef still. Well, uh, Jameson, y'all just made my decision easier. I've been um, thinking I was going to pick Louisiana this whole time because I like picking uh, the teams after the head coach leaves. I've I've it's kind of helped me a little bit this year, um, most notably in my Florida game, but. Guess what? You just told me he's not leaving and he is staying to coach that game. No interim head coach to rally the troops. Give me Appalachian State. God, this is all coming down to Utah Boom. State. The, I, oh, no, man. no, no. We're going to get some well, divergent you, stuff here soon. Well, we're, we're also divergent. Uh, you're also divergent from the group on Baylor. So It's called, it's called foreshadowing. Roll Tide Roll. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Moving on to the American Conference Champion or the Big 12 JV Championship, Houston and Cincinnati. This one is a road game uh, for the Houston Cougars. Uh, this the, uh, Nippert Stadium will be rocking for this one. Cincy favored by 10 and a half. Jameson, do you think Cincinnati can finish the job out, finish their undefeated season, and enter the – I'm not – the question isn't on the playoff, but uh, – if they win, they're very much likely in. But do they get the cover? What do you think? Yeah, that, that, that's a huge question. I don't think they get the cover. I think it's a little ugly at the end. Um, I'm going to go Houston on the 10.5 side. I still think Cincinnati wins it. But I think it's going to create a big question moving in to the final CFP, say, if Alabama were to beat Georgia of the Oklahoma State versus Cincinnati team. Cincinnati team that hasn't really impressed too much, but has still made their way to an undefeated season versus an Oklahoma State team that I truly hope if they get to the end, they would look at more tape and finally realize how solid they've been the whole year and should have more respect and should be in over Cincinnati that the way they're playing. Because it's crazy to think Oklahoma State, if they got into the playoffs and say if they were, for example, they got the three seed and they played Michigan. I can honestly see them winning that game. You put Cincinnati in the three seed. I don't know if I could see them winning that game. So um, give me Houston to cover here, but not to win. Okay. I like it. Blake, who do you, uh, who do you got? Yeah, I'm riding with Jamison. I think Cincinnati looking at the grades for between uh, Houston and Notre Dame, 
Houston grades is a better team overall. They have a better defense, and that was by far probably the hardest opponent Cincinnati has faced. And so I think people see the number besides Houston's name and think they're not as good because they're, they've are they clawed all this way to get into the 20s, but they lost a week one game but then have rattled off 11 straight. Like That's pretty impressive. And their offense, I think Clayton Toon's a good enough quarterback, but their defense is just incredible. And so I just the reason why people hate on the G five is because things like this happen is the G five team slips up and that's why they don't deserve it, even though I think they bias against G five schools like Houston in the first place that people will say, Oh, Houston's such trash, like Cincinnati was never good because they lost to him. Well, Houston, I think, has been a really good team all year. It's just for judging them off of the one loss that they had in week one. So I think Houston has a chance to even win this game, but 10 points is too much to cover for me. Give me Houston. Yeah, no, I'm with I'm with both of you. Uh, Houston is one bad Texas Tech home game loss um, away from, you know, being right there, right up there with Cincinnati. Uh, and, you know, if you look at what they've done on the field, if you look at their talent, if you look at, you know, what – they're more than capable of covering 10 and a half. And we've, we've seen it with Cincy last year in the, uh, in their American championship. It was, it was tight uh, again with Tulsa. Tulsa took him down to the wire. So I, I think, I think Houston has enough in the tank to keep it close. Um, I still think Cincinnati wins, but uh, give me the Cougs to uh, get the 10 and a half cover here. And that hook, you know, that hook. That, I, I could see this this being a narrow 10-point game, and, you know, you get, get that nice little uh, backdoor Houston cover. So, um, Ty, who do you got? Listeners of the Schooner Pod, can I just say, I feel like all three of my co-hosts are named Lincoln Riley because I feel like I am co-hosting with absolute snakes here. Uh, it, I can verify this with, with screenshots months ago. Months ago, I committed to the statement that Houston and Cincinnati were different only in their their geographical location. I've been calling Cincinnati the Houston of the North. It is a commuter school that is good at football only because they have a garbage schedule. And now I tune in to the Schooner Pod Live, not even tune in because I'm hosting it, and I hear my three co-hosts parrot talking points that I've been talking since September, I've been saying that Cincy and Houston are identical schools. They have identical branding, black and red and white, uh, a fringe branding like we've mentioned a couple times on this podcast. And they are only respected because of their schedules. The Baylor Bears, the garbage Oklahoma Sooners without a head coach would be undefeated with Cincy's schedule. Like it's not – and Houston lost to Texas. Are you sure? Are you kidding me? Y'all struggled. Since y'all struggled, y'all struggled like, with bottom. Y'all struggled with Tulane, who is the who we worst beat, who we team, beat, who we beat, who is the worst team in the American. Who we beat. So since he's hanging Texas. their hat on what a win against Illinois, a Get road me. Notre Dame win, a road Notre Dame. Notre Dame win. doesn't even have a coach. Give me y'all don't either. I understand, <laughs> I understand that was different. I understand it was different in the past. <laughs> Give me okay. What I was gonna say though, in short, I don't want to take up too much time. Give me the Cougars here. I've been saying for months, for months, that these are the same teams. I think Cincy will win. I think I concur with everyone on the podcast with this. But ten and a half, double digits, no. Give me, give me the Cougars here uh, to cover. There you go. 
Moving on to the rest of our Power 5 championships after we kind of let it off with the Big 12 in the pack. We have the Big 10 championship between Iowa and Michigan, who had a tremendous win last week. Ty, do you think Michigan carries over their uh, momentum from that Ohio State game game and gets the 10.5 point cover, which is what the spread is? I forgot to say that part. (laughs) Yeah, I... So I've been I've been down on Iowa early, uh, and I don't want to. I I jokingly referred to myself uh, earlier in our group text as NCAA Stradamus, um, but I I don't think that I am. I, I'm below five hundred here on the pickums, but I've never really been that high on Iowa, even when they were getting a lot of hype. I mean, I think they peaked at two uh, this season. Michigan, I've also been really low on them, but last week has really turned me around. So I, I have truly gained a lot of respect for the Wolverines. Uh, I love love the blue and yellow branding, as we know. Um, and I, I'm not super comfortable with it, but I like Michigan minus 10.5 here. I think Iowa has not been a good offensive team. They've not been an explosive offensive team. Um, and if Michigan can perform well, uh, against Ohio State, then certainly they can beat Iowa by ten and a half. So give me the the Wolverines. Give me uh, old khaki pants on the sidelines. Yeah, no, I I think Michigan has this game and this cover in the back. Iowa has been overrated all season long. Uh, they just they just they've just hung around and hung around and hung around. Iowa sh- should have lost to uh, Nebraska last weekend, but uh, the Huskers just had to go and blow it in the most titanic way possible, which was apparent to everybody except for me, who uh, picked them because a dead guy told me to, uh, which is just <laughs> great. So, anyways, I'm fading Iowa again. Give me Michigan and Jim Harbaugh to uh, close it out. That. Harbaugh is basically just uh, a, a khaki, more Midwestern Mike Gundy anyway. So I think they're both kind of in the same position here. Legacies are on the line, as my good friend Ant Wright would say. Uh, and I think they get it. I think they get it done. And I think they get it done decisively. Like, yeah, but I'm just, uh, I'm continuing the bandwagon. It's Michigan and Iowa. They're, they're what Iowa always is. They're a fundamentally sound team. They're always going to get eight night eight wins probably just because of how well their coaching staff is, but they can't beat elite talent. And Michigan this year has finally proven to be elite. I hate a team like Iowa that's been benching on and off their quarterbacks because they Mm -hmm. can't seem to figure that out. They really have had no offensive consistency. Like they won by five against Northwestern, which should say it all like Northwestern's a really bad team this year. Like I know Pat, Pat Fitzgerald's a good coach, but that team was horrendous this year it's the only team nebraska was able to beat in the big 10 so that should say everything i just think michigan there's no way even if even if there's a chance that this game is i just can't stomach iowa trying to keep this game close that's too hard for me to believe i'm gonna take this even if it's a loss i just there's no way this iowa offense can keep it close fair enough jameson yeah um Whenever you first sent us the lines on this, I was like, you know what? I could see Michigan having a little bit of a letdown because it was a great environment versus Ohio State, and that was their big win, and they absolutely just pushed themselves onto the scene of being the number two team in college football. And I was like, you know what? 
I don't love Iowa, but I could see myself picking them. I started thinking about it a little bit more, and I was looking into it, and Iowa doesn't even know who they're going to be starting at quarterback, you know, with Padilla versus Petrus or however you say his name. Um, like, seriously, I can't – you never, ever pick a team that doesn't know who their quarterback's going to be. It's just as simple as that for me. Give me Michigan. I, even though I'm not as high on Michigan's hype – when it comes down to the number side of things, I still think they're a very good team. I think they're just being boosted a little bit by that Ohio State win um, with the culture and all that stuff, you know, in the snow, I think extremely helped them in a physicality game versus more of a finesse team in Ohio State. Um, but I, I can't, it's more of an anti-Iowa thing for me than a pro-Michigan. There you go. Yeah, uh, a sweep for the Wolverines. Moving on, we have Wake Forest and Pitt. The thing that we all have dreamed about. This is Bobby. this is the, the ACC championship presented by the Sickos Committee. Uh, it, it's just it, it's beautiful. It, it's what we all thought would happen at the beginning of the season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go on this. So I, I, I'm I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say, Jameson. Uh, <laughs> which horrible team are you picking? I'm going to go with Pitt. And um, it's a little tough for me because, you know, you got a lot of firepower when it comes down to the offense. But at least Pittsburgh has a more competent defense than that of Wake Forest. Is You know, Wake Forest has been able to shoot out some wins in the past, and we know there's a big argument between that and NC State that we were talking about. Um, but I don't think it hangs here. I like Pittsburgh. I like Kenny Pickett um, having a good game and covering the spread. Yep. I screw it. I'm going wake. I'm going wake. I always I came into the season with the principal Pat Narduzzi and Pitt. They're awesome as underdogs. Really scrappy. Gonna cover the spread. But whenever they're favorites, they can't handle that success. Wake has just been on a weird tear this year. I think this is gonna be an awesome game. Like this is honestly like for the college football diehards. Like this is gonna be just a game to watch like it's gonna get no attention by any national media or really anybody but like these are just gonna be two fun teams to watch so i'm just gonna take the points and wake forest and just pray like they can kind of have like their dream season of a lifetime yeah this is going to be a total slog but look and i've loved i've loved picking super weapon pit it makes me so happy but you can't be a super weapon as a favorite and not only that, but they've already used their charges. And on top of all of that, I can't fire it on my dear, beloved Demon Deacons. I've been riding with them for so long. In fact, a couple years ago, I'm pretty sure I uh, I picked a value pick for them to win the ACC championship. So you know what? 2019, Bobby, this one's for you, bud. Wake Forest to win the ACC championship. Book your tickets to wherever they're going to end up going, probably the Peach Bowl. Wake, you, you deserve it, guys. You deserve it. And yeah, just go so, out of there and win it, though. So, Ty, sorry, go for it. Pitt, believe it or not, I, I was shocked to learn this uh, back in the day. Pitt actually has a fairly substantial fan base, which I never would have guessed. Um, in fact, when I lived in North Carolina, which is where Wake Forest is from, uh, when I didn't live with, with my wife uh, before <laughs> that, my roommate was a, a diehard Pitt fan, um, more so on hockey and, and the Penguins, which are, are not a Pitt team. Uh, they're a professional team. But yeah, I, I learned a lot about Pitt at that time, uh, played a lot of Pitt on, on NCAA 14 and 
and whatnot. So I, I do have a soft spot for for Pitt. Um, Wake Forest, Purdue, Vandy, Wake Forest. They're all the same school. They're all a government uh, conspiracy <laughs> to uh, fool you into getting the vaccine, not to get too political. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> and there we go. But, there, uh, oh, there we go. We, there we, we go. Oh, man. Oh, it's, got, it. it's got kidding. medical politics Just on this kidding. here. It'll oh, get God, blamed I'm on stuck. Bobby. It'll get blamed on Bobby, so it's all good. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Purdue, Vandy, Wake Forest. Are, uh, it's the same school. You cannot prove to me that they're any different. Um, I know this for a fact. Uh, source, I said. Is it so. because their colors are the same? It's it's all the color thing. It's not because it's, of, it's, okay, but also like, can you name where those schools are from? Like you've been talking about colors right? the whole no, time. Well, you can name like kind of states, but like they're from where exactly? Like I've lived in these states that they're allegedly from, uh, <laughs> and I can't even tell you where these where these places are from. Right? Like. These are these are places that people like like Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk have on like their tax returns uh, to like get out of paying taxes. Like like I'm sure that that uh, Jeff Bezos has a yacht flagged in Wake Forest because is it real? Is it? Not I'm just going to stop you. Do you not anyway, know where Vanderbilt is from? Because it's not some random place. I know about the Vanderbilts and, and like trains and stuff. And, <laughs> and how they but you know okay. where their campus is, right? <laughs> To Nashville, built in New Jersey. I don't know. <laughs> Give me Wake Forest. <laughs> okay. Give me Wake Forest plus uh, three. That's that's enough of that one. Let's move. Bobby's gonna Bobby's gonna have a hell of a time editing tonight. You can't get so. Uh, here, here's the thing. I don't think any of y'all know. I never edit unless no, it's something. No, God, you, I, I have to edit today, but I I, gotta, I I typically never edit. I'm not gonna edit the vaccine thing. That was funny. Don't uh, get the vaccine, everyone. For real, do it. Oh man. Or is okay, that so what now you're big, actually being is that what big Purdue Wake Forest and Vanderbilt wants you to think? <laughs> the, uh, I just want to point out, I have an unfair advantage. I've been listening to the Succession soundtrack this entire time. Oh my so. god. Okay, moving on. We have Alabama and Georgia. Uh, the dogs. Favored by six and a half. When this line opened up, it was four four uh, before last week's uh, narrow victory against Auburn. Ty, uh, you you mentioned some some Alabama before the game or before we start talking. Um, who who are you going with? So here's here's the thing. I'm I'm going to be it, just to clarify out front to preface. I, I'm being serious. Nick Saban has a ridiculous record, and I'm not talking covering. I'm talking winning outright, regardless of who's the favorite against his former assistants. Um, Kirby Smart being a former Saban assistant in in the Saban tree, uh, depending on how you look at it. Um, with that being said, Georgia is absolutely unequivocally the best team in college football by a massive margin this year. Georgia is in a league of their own. Um, But it would not surprise me because a lot of our opinions of Georgia, they are in the SEC East. uh, A lot of our opinions of Georgia are based on wins against South Carolina, who wasn't expected to be good and is better than we expected because of Shane Beamer. Shout out to, uh, to coach Beamer. Um, wins against Florida, who has fired Dan Mullen, who who knows what happened with Dan Mullen, uh, and then a win against um, Clemson, who has been just abysmal this season. So, 
it would not surprise me if something crazy happened here. Nick Saban, absolutely the best coach in college football. I would be remiss to not mention the fact that coaches like Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly are allegedly making like 15 million potentially a year while Nick Saban is making like 8.5 million a year, which is absurd. Uh, if Brian Kelly is worth 15 a year, then Nick Saban is worth like 40 or 50 million a year. Um, all that being said, all that's conjecture. I don't, I really don't feel like anyone can have an accurate analysis of this game just because Bama has been disappointing, but Saban just has that magic. Um, with all that being said, give me the dogs by a touchdown. I, I, I laid some tomfoolery. I was not expecting to go first on this one uh, because of my, my sort of deliberate subterfuge, but give me, give me the bulldogs. Um, instead of English, I will uh, just bark at people for the rest of, of this take. So there you go. <laughs> I, I, I think I like it. Uh, what I know I do like is the pick. Uh, Alabama's been floundering all season long, and I, I know there's the Saban thing with assistance. Kirby, uh, Kirby Smart is going to do it. This is it. They are perfectly primed for this. Uh, and I honestly, just across the board, the better team. Um, defensively, offensively, they, they are ready for this moment. They've had nothing but cupcakes up until this. They've been focused on them. They've probably been game planning for Alabama since, like, at this point, like, week 11. Um, so it, it is there, – there's nothing here I don't like about Georgia. I, I think they get a, a, a tremendous win here. Uh, and I think there's potential. We take a look back at this being the the, the kind of crowning moment where, where, where Kirby Smart finally takes – the mantle of King of the SEC from Nick Saban. The same way that Nick Saban sent Tebow and his Gator dynasty out in a puddle of tears and and sadness in 2009. Um, I, I feel like we could be witnessing that on Saturday with Georgia and the Dogs. So UGA minus uh, six and a half, easy. Yeah, I'm with you, Bobby. I think this one's going to be, honestly, a complete blowout. And I understand Ty's worries about maybe Georgia and who they played, but the thing that I think is so impressive about that is they haven't struggled against a single opponent. They've been crushing every opponent they've come across. And so, like, yes, it could be like teams that you've played nobody, but usually you could see, oh, they've had a few close games here or there. Their closest one has been Clemson, and honestly – even though the score doesn't show, fairly dominated them the entire game. And if you're trying to poke holes in Georgia, you go and look at their secondary, maybe, and be like, oh, Bryce Young, these receivers can take apart the secondary. But look, we saw it last week in Michigan, Ohio State. It doesn't matter if you have bad corners, if your defensive line and pass rush is so elite that they don't even have time to get the ball off. We saw it last week with C.J. Stroud. We saw last week how Bama's offensive line was horrible. They're horrible this year. It's been a weird year. Saban obviously doesn't have the guys that he needs up there. Auburn made it a game even with their anemic offense and a quarterback that was basically like, I'm like, please just pull him. Like, he can't walk. Like, this man can't walk. And so I was just – I just think this is this is the perfect year that Kirby Smart can capitalize. 
because you need an offensive line in the SEC to win football games, and Alabama just does not have it against this elite Georgia front. So give me Georgia. Like I think they're going to win big. Okay. Jameson, you got to make it a sweep for the dogs. I'm very glad that y'all all picked the dogs because y'all be eating the dogs if you pick the dogs give me alabama to keep it close you're saying that georgia has been um you know preparing for alabama this long i guarantee alabama has been doing the same damn thing you know um so it goes both ways and i think blake just said it i i I think alabama's passing attack can put some pressure on the dogs and i think the dogs defense in front seven is very powerful and I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than you think because I think Alabama's defense is going to put it into gear and Georgia's offense that they have really capitalized on working off their defense in short fields. Um, and this is the most potent by far offense they played the whole year because to be completely frank, they have not played that good of any offense this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, who's the best offense that Georgia's played this year? They played some good teams, but how many offenses have they actually played? You're probably like if you're looking at offenses, probably their best one is Tennessee, and that's that's that ain't it. Hooker. And, and, and that's you know okay, I understand they've been like a little bit you know bouncing back, but still, come on, um, they still they still have yet to play a passing attack like this, and I think it's going to keep it close. I still think Georgia wins, um, but give me Georgia by you know three points or four points in that range. Um, I think Alabama keeps it close. Dogs picking the dogs, get y'all dogs, y'all know it's coming. Okay, well there you go. So uh, wait, so Georgia by three is not Georgia by six and a half. So how are you picking Georgia? He picked out. No, he's picking Bama. Oh yeah, never mind. Stop listening to the soundtrack and pay attention to the. No, I was too hung up. And and I and I will start my now that we've finished the picks. I I will be picking my wild card. I was too hung up on the fact that Blake did not defend AR fifteen like he's been doing all season. We do not have wild cards, and we give do not... me the Trojans minus me oh, plus no. four. Uh, <laughs> you never saw this coming. I summon Pot of Greens. Jameson is out of Pot of Greens. He has deducted a one-game penalty <laughs> and is now behind all of us in the race for the no, dogs. No, referees are supposed to ignore the first time they ask for a timeout when you don't have any timeouts. That is in the rule books. So it wasn't a timeout; it was me. an extra pick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm, I'm kidding. Jameson is not subtracted. The Lincoln but... Riley boost. Same thing happened at Georgia Southern. Oh man! Well, there you go. All right. So it looks like me and Ty are riding together on every single pick. <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Uh, so we tethered on the dogs. Either we, either we both take home the championship. Or uh, it's going to be... No, so wait, are, Georgia. Are Bobby and you Blake, chose Georgia, Bobby though. Blake, or are, I'm sorry, are James yeah, and Blake? Ty, Georgia. Ty picked Georgia. No, he are didn't. James? He picked Bama. No, I picked Georgia. I picked he, Georgia. he pivoted. Oh, you did? Oh, my gosh. I, I said that it. it was subterfuge to imply that I was going to pick Bama. Um, yeah. Okay. Are, are and I've, Blake I've and Jameson different, though? Yes, yeah. we're different by four yes. different picks, so okay, there's so, a chance also so that... So certainly Bobby and I shouldn't lose. Famous last words, but... Yeah, so that's not that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, I think if you like choose the same as like everybody else, you can't lose. I'm I like, got yeah, super, I got cards. super confident last week when I started out three and zero, and then we ended up tied because wild cards. <laughs> Let's just do a stat for the listeners. I went back and checked um, while we were recording. 
Um, Ty is two for 11. Two and 11. Uh, not two for 11. Two and, and one 11. one of those is pot of greed. Um, I have no, one, no, two wild. No, no, no. So I didn't count the pot of greed. It was two and 11. If you would have not so done actually, any wild I've won cards. Two wild cards? Yeah, no, I would, would be firmly in the lead without wild it, cards. Yeah, you would be easily green if you would have let other people make yeah. the decisions for you of what to no, pick. No, no, but it's your decision making. If, if you're going to eliminate wild cards for me, then you have to reasonably eliminate them for other people. I kind of did the quick maths in my head. All of everyone else is overwhelmingly uh, in the green for the wild cards. So if we just completely eliminated wild cards, I would be firmly in the lead, uh, Ty, which is unfortunate. Ty's like a horse. Like when he has his blinders on, he's good at going straight and everything. But the second yeah, you take yeah. those off, he's ducking around. Shoes. I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's incredible. But yeah, that was another season of the weekend spread. Looking forward to seeing how it all pans out. Uh, we've had a you know a lot of really good times uh you know through the years on these and uh, you know uh, just just it's just been a blast picking and i uh, hope we y'all have enjoyed it obviously not our best season of picking but still a good time uh and uh yeah we ne- next year we need to find another randomizer because i, I kind of missed the dice from uh last year we gotta get the we gotta get the schooner sim in here next year because that was fun the one week we had it that was a good oh, time. Yeah. yeah, we we got to we got to work on on getting Michael in on it for sure, for sure. So, all right, guys, that is it for this season of the weekend spread. We'll be back to talk bulls, of course, and uh, just just keep an eye out for the dogs. The dogs will be coming. Who will be eating the dogs? I don't know. It won't be all four of us, that's for sure. So, um, might be two of us. It, Actually, <laughs> it it could be all four of us, Bobby. How could it be all four no, of us? No, there's no way. There's literally no way it could be all four of us. It's because... Uh, yeah, because... So, so Blake and I differentiate on four picks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, so I've, there's I've, no I've... way. There's literally no way it could be all hmm. four of us. I'll be in the lab. I'll try to figure this out. We need to find the scenarios. The all the, the quad dog scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this has been The Weekend Spread. We will see y'all soon. Picking bowls, talking OU stuff, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. So, have a good weekend, good luck out there, and uh, happy picking. Look at that, I'm rich again! Lady Luck, they call him Lady Luck! Put it on black! It's red. Ah, my dead man!